I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. The United States today called for maximum financial pressure on Syria. Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner said tougher economic sanctions can help hasten the day that the regime of President Bashar al-Assad leaves power. While that is an American objective for Assad to step aside, President Obama has resisted calls for a Libya-style intervention in Syria. As you'll recall, that involved American and NATO planes bombing targets inside Libya. Joshua Landis argues against such an intervention. He directs a Middle Eastern Studies program at the University of Oklahoma, and he writes about the need to stay out of Syria in the current edition of Foreign Policy magazine. There are many people now advocating the United States step in and carry out a sort of Libya-style regime change in which they bomb the presidential palace, military implantations, and destroy the Syrian military. The trouble with that is that if America breaks it, they're going to own it. The chances of something wrong going on in Syria are fairly high. It's a poor country. If Syria were to fall apart, who would be responsible? That's the question. And in the case of Syria, a country that's in a civil war, essentially, that many people say needs a new direction. And we've obviously seen now the horrific pictures of the children killed in Hula. Morally, why shouldn't there be regime change in Syria? About 13,000 Syrians have been killed in the last 14 months, according to U.N. statistics. And um, in invading Iraq, a country the same size, same population, we killed that many in one month. And if this is about saving lives, we have to figure out what's likely to happen if we destroy this regime. U.N. Special Envoy to Syria, Kofi Annan, is expected to present uh, to the U.N. Security Council this week a new plan for Syria. It reportedly would be a sort of roadmap for a political transition that would be negotiated through a contact group that would include Russia and Iran. Does that have much hope? This is dependent on the Russians negotiating their way out of um, Syria. And there is hope that the Russians see that the Syrian government can't hang on and that they will, in a sense, try to get something for their investment in Syria by having some input in the next leadership. You know, I don't know if that's likely to happen. I think the Russians haven't given up on Syria yet. Well, the, the Americans, of course, are trying to uh, float this idea right now that the Russians will abandon it. But I'm not sure they, they are ready to do that yet, which means that that Syria would be in for a much longer civil war. Joshua, you are deeply steeped in Syria, not only through your scholarship and research. Your, your wife is Syrian and is uh, from the same minority ethnicity as the Assad regime, the Alawites. Are the Alawites determined to stay the course? Yes, they are. They have their backs to the wall. They believe that um, when this regime comes down, they are going to be cast down to the bottom of society and that they will be purged from government, which is probably correct. Many believe that there could be some form of revenge or even ethnic cleansing. They have used their connections with this regime in order to uh, get employment. And they're going to be stripped of their jobs. And the revolution is going to put their own people who are unemployed, who fought for the revolution and sacrificed into these jobs. So that's why the Alawites are fearful. Do they have mixed feelings about that? They do. I think most Alawites realize that their government is leading them down a wrong path that is corrupt and now that is growingly brutal. I know in my own family, this is, um, <laughs> this is fairly widespread. But there are many cousins 
who go on Facebook, you know, or 14 or 15 in Syria, and they're wearing shirts, T-shirts that say Shabihat Assad, which means sort of Assad's special forces. And they're carrying guns on their Facebook page. I mean, they're totally mobilized for this fight. And that's what's scary, is you see this amongst the young generation who don't know much and who've been, in a sense, brainwashed by this regime into believing that it's going to be the end of the world and that they're in a, in a, in a moral struggle to save themselves, save their community, save Assyria. That's why this is likely to be long and bloody. Joshua Landis directs the Middle Eastern Studies Program at the University of Oklahoma. We'll link to his blog, Syria Comment, at our website, theworld.org. Joshua, very good to speak with you. Thanks. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure being with you.